0: take to the less pack nun bays 52 this pack is sort of a it's a standalone pack it's like a, it's its own topic um in in, the, in this pack not necessarily connected to anything that we've that we really spoke about before but says the magic Shiva Dvarim Nivruu niuba haya Shulay Ma'isan. There were seven wondrous things that were created in the world but there's nothing like it. Right? The seven wonders of the world. I'm not talking about the hanging towers, the hanging gardens of Babylon or the library in Alexandria. We have Chazal's list of the seven wonders of the world.
1: Well, the fact that Obama became president.
0: <laughs> and the, the Radal says that these seven, these seven uh, wondrous things these seven wondrous things correspond to the seven spheres of Chesed, Gevurah, Neitzach, Hod, Yesod. but we don't want to get into that because that's already getting Kabbalistic. The, the Gerser we read is, Shiva Dvarim, they were created in the world. The truth is that what we're going to speak about are not necessarily things, things, like tangible objects or items that were created, but they were occurrences that happened in the world. So the Radal has brings the Yaakov Shemaydi's Gersa of not nivru Ba'ilam, created in the world, but Nasu Ba'ilam, happened in the world. And he says that that Gersa is more uh, precise. And then he says maybe you want to say Nivru'u, you can interpret nivru as saying that when Hashem created the world, so he created it with stipulations that these to allow for these seven things to happen. Like one of the things we're gonna we're gonna talk about is that Hashem split the sea. So when Hashem originally created the sea, He made a stipulation with the sea. that I'm only con- creating you on condition that in the future you're gonna split when I need you to split. Right? Make like a banana and split. But <laughs> right. so what are these seven? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: banana split. Yeah, banana Sunday fudge. I don't know. But what, so what we're gonna go through? What are these seven things? And like, oh, so the Adal adds another uh, qualification to this list of the seven wonders. First of all, we're talking about things that beforehand had never happened before, but not necessarily that afterwards ne- will, will never happen. So some of the things that we're going to list, it was the first time it ever happened, but then from then on, it might have happened more than once. That's one qualification. The second qualification he says is that a lot of these things are going to be miracles that happen for Bnei Yisrael so the question is why do we choose these miracles over other miracles it's a, sort of like a, you know, arbitrary way of choosing which miracles are in the list and which ones don't make the cut so the result says that these miracles that we're going to list were things that were very publicly known, they were widely known it's public knowledge, it wasn't just some uh, miracle that happened to happen this was these are going to be miracles that happened like and the whole world knows about it It was on the front page of the news okay so what are these seven wonders of the world hopefully we'll get will do five of them tonight baifis rishan the first wonder of the world was from the day that the heavens and the earth were created adam Mikivshan there was never a person who was saved from a fiery furnace until a Ramavino came along and when he was thrown into a fiery furnace he was saved from it. It's a story we spoke about previously in Parak Chavav. It happened afterwards also. Oh, one second. And all the kings of the world saw this someone they wondered about it, because there was never such a thing when the world was created. It says in the pasuk that when Hashem identifies himself to Avraham He says, "I am Hashem who took you out of Ur Which Chazal interpret exegetically to mean Ur, meaning fire of the fire of the Chaldeans, the Kasdim. Right. So that was the first time that a person was thrown into a fire and he survived as Rav Menasha points out it was the first time that it happened but it wasn't the last time that it happened right, in Sefer Daniel there's a story of Khanania, Mishal and Azariah, that they refused to bow down to the Vaynezar of Nebuchadnezzar he cast them in a fiery furnace and they were saved so Rav Avinu wasn't unique, but he was the first one that it happened to, that he was in a fiery furnace and he was saved isn't
2: there a story about Ravina? I think it's Ravina. What? He gave tzedakah, and he didn't want the ani to see. I'm getting the, the oh, yeah, yeah, I right, right, yeah. didn't want the ani to see. So he ran. He and his wife ran into a fiery furnace. An and Their feet an got burned, but they, I don't know something like that. But they, or his someone's feet. One of their feet didn't get burned because of the skut of giving. I mean, I mean, it sounds familiar. I don't remember like exactly, but. Yeah.
0: Could be. Right. So that's the first wonder of the world. Uh, that Avraham uh, Avinu was saved from a fiery furnace. What's the second wonder of the world? Leifes Shani, the second wonder. Me'am she'nevra ha'oylam, from the day that the world was created, lo'i ha'isa isha yeledes latishim shana, a woman didn't give birth at 90 years, ad she'bas sarah imenu v'yelda shana, until sara imenu came along, and she gave birth at 90 years old. Shinama, it says in the Pasuk, v'im sarah ha'vas tishim shana te'yled. And when Avraham Avinu found out that he's going to have a child, so he's like, when you shana this, is Sarah going to give birth when she's 90 years old? It doesn't make any sense. So the major says that that was the first time that a woman gave birth when she was 90 years old. Right? So now the the the, 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 the Yabitz makes a point over here, and the other Mefarshim sort of make the same point, but they ask it as a question. But the Yabitz says it like this, so there's Haglis Yaibitz over here on the page uh, there's like only like two of them on the entire Pirkei Debeleezer so like, this is like the second one <laughs> The Yaibitz says like this we find people that lived let's say before the Mabel Shalach. he lived 960 years Adam Rishon he lived 930 years People lived huge exa- not to say exaggerate but let's say huge long, long large lifespan long lifespan Right, so what would it be th- at, at those times when people lived nine hundred sixty years, right? H- huge amounts of time. Those were the men, right? Did they, d- and we we also find that people gave birth at like you know six hundred years old, five hundred years old, seven hundred years old. They they gave birth to their descendants, you know, at, at adv- very advanced ages. Right, the shaila is that was the men. The men, let's say, Noach was 500 years old when, when, he, when he first had started having kids. Right? So, did the women at that time also, did they also have the ability to give birth at an advanced age? Or was it only the men? So, our Medrash says over here, there was nobody from the time that the world was created, who, there was no woman who gave birth at the age of 90. 90 was already too old for a woman to give birth. All the way from the time that the world was created. So Noach gave birth. He had his he had his first children when he was five hundred years old. But his wife, she had to have been less than ninety. That's what the the, the says that there's a that there was a big disparity between the age of fertility between men and women. Even at the time of the Mabo, people lived great lifespans. But the man would, would be fertile till he's very old, and the woman would still only be fertile, you know, let's say, until I don't know exactly until what till what number, but until let's say 89, I don't know but, but 90 is already considered too advanced to be able to give birth. That's what the abbot says. The men could and the women couldn't. Yeah. That's what the Yibbit says. The other Mefarshim ask it as a question. So is it possible that the men lived so long and they were able to have children at such an advanced age, and the women not? Obviously not. So how could our be saying that Sarah was the first one was the first one from the time that the world was created to give birth at nine years old? I think
2: it's very interesting that the Torah, when talking about the ages in Parshas. Era, somewhere, uh, seems to be in wonder that Sarah gave had a child at 90, but also that Avraham had a child that is at, at age 100. At 100. In his zikunav. That's true. Sure. Like that. So, like, that was also a wonder at that time. Yeah. And P'sukim seemed to say that. And and I was thought that the questions are very good because before Avraham it was obvious after nine, uh, hundreds of years old they could give children. So why is the Torah have such a trap that in the 90s you couldn't, you know, it's impossible, and people would say it's impossible, obviously things changed and then for the question, but the Torah itself, unlike the
0: Arabids, I mean, we'll, 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 sort of, we'll sort of get back to that point in a moment, but Avraham Avinu, he had Yishma when he was 86
2: and Sarah was one
0: and then 14 and years I later he had, he had Yitzchak when he was 100 so like, at some if for some reason it's like, no, Eighty-six, you could give birth for a man, but ninety-nine is already too old. So you have to know exactly what was, what was, the, what was the difference. But you, you hear, you hear the question that the Mefarshim are asking. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, it says she, from the time that the world was created, no one gave birth at ninety years old. So that means that all women couldn't give birth that at that advanced age. Right. So, but the men could, and the women couldn't. What's what's the difference? Right. So the Abbot said you know, there was a big disparity between the men and the women. But the other Mefarshim asked it as a question like, how could it be? So we'll say the answer is like this. Rebeliyo Izmir, in his ella, he says like this. It says, the Kiddush over here wasn't necessarily that Sarah gave birth at the age of 90. The number is not so much the Kiddush. The Kiddush is that she already, let's say, experienced menopause. She already became physically uh, too old to have children. Right? And then, Hashem reversed that can that that, st- that status and she was able to have children again. That's the khirish. Right. The khirish wasn't that she was ninety. The khirish was that she at some point became too old to have children and then she was able to have children. But let's say when we're talking about let's say Nayak, so it could be Nayak's wife if he was five hundred, let's say his wife was also five hundred years old, right? But she since she never became that she never experienced that physical status where she wasn't able to have children anymore. So it's not a chiddush that she was five hundred years old and she could give she could give birth. That's not the chiddush. The chiddush would only be if you got to that stage and then and then Hashem Hashem reversed it. That's where Liome Isra's shot. She
2: said that she was surprised. She was needing a challah and she became she became She was surprised. Right,
0: right. That, that that's the surprise. The surprise is that. Uh, and now she's a person who doesn't have nida anymore, and then again and then Hashem reversed it and then she became a person who could have nida that's the kiddish
2: she, she was also surprised
0: right, but the Kiddush wasn't necessarily the number of the age that's what Bilal me israel's answer the, the Marzu but,
2: but then it, okay but then it shouldn't phrase it like
0: this like ninety you it's a it, it's a bit of a de because it, it sounds like ninety the the, the point yeah, is that it's, it's 90. ninety yeah the the marzu he brings the sefer yashar then sefer yashar it says that noah's wife was 500 years old so you see from that that no the women before, let's say before the Mabu were able to give birth at advanced ages
2: there was there's
0: a rather that yeah the, the, the sefer yashar says about yeah. noah's wife and in other places also in sefer yashar it says how old different women were when they gave birth and it was also advanced ages so the marzu based on that material he wants to say he wants to interpret our Medrash differently. Our Medrash is only talking about once Hashem made it that people are only going to live you know, till let's say 100, 120, whatever then, then you can say oh it's a Kiddush that she gave birth when she was 90. But when people were living to advanced ages anyways, so then it wasn't the Kiddush. We're only talking about once Hashem uh, made, made, made less the, the average lifespan. That, that's what the Marzu says. That the problem is that it doesn't really fit also with the lashon of the Medrash because it says Miyayim shenivra al-aylam, from the day that the world was created. Right? So how can you say we're only talking about after the Mabal? So you might say so he leaves it off as Tzarech I-, I would say maybe, maybe if you want you could say a doichak. you could say that when it says Miyayim shenivra al-aylam, it means sort of the we- the new world after the Mabal. That Hashem sort of Change the way the tev of the world is after the mabul, and it's referring to like the new, the new era. That's what it means. Doesn't mean the 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 actual creation of the world. Not sure. The other pshat the Radal wants to say is that even if you want to say that the that the women before, let's say by the mabul the by say let's say Noyak's wife or whatever they she would she, she would be able to give birth when she was five hundred years old, but here it's still a chiddush. Because maybe what happened was that Na'ach's wife gave birth even before she was five hundred years old as well, and then she just was able to continue. But a woman who the first time she gave birth was ninety years old—that's the khirish that we see in Sarah. It was the first time that she gave birth at ninety. He makes the diok. I, I don't. I'm not. I, I don't know enough to, to to assess if it's a good diok or not. But he says the the, the says loy ha'isa isha yeladas <laughs> letishim shana. It doesn't say Yuletas Bas Tishim Shana, it says Yatas Lit Tishim shana. So that sounds like she she gave birth for the first time at nine years old. Not that she gave birth when she was nine years old, but the first time she gave birth was nine years old. That, that, that's the khadish over here. Okay, I don't know. Okay, so now the, the Medrash is gonna sort of expand a little bit on this story of uh of, of Sarah giving birth when she's when she was ninety. says the not All the kings of the land saw that Sarah had given birth at 9 years old and the tomu, they found it wondrous and they didn't want to believe it. Chazal tells us that on the day that um, Avram Avinu was meaning either the day that he weaned him, that Yitzchak stopped stopped nursing or on the day that Yitzchak Avinu had his bris milah we spoke about exactly what does it mean back in Paragraf Tess. So, whatever that day was, Avraham Avinu made a big party, and the Medish tells us that all the G'dayle Oilam, all the, the important dignitaries of the world, came to visit Avraham Avinu in this, when he made this big party, when he made this meal, in honor of the birth of Yitzhak. And they were all there, and they saw that there's Sarah, she's nine years old, that she's carrying a little baby, and they didn't want to believe it.
2: Yeah, and they say that the, the women the, the women brought their own Oh, uh-huh,
0: so that's what we're going to say. The, 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 women, what? <laughs> the, the, the women The
2: women.
0: women were claiming that ah, I, Sarah, has a baby No, that, that baby, it's not really her baby She got it from a, a Sufi from the Shuk An abandoned baby from the marketplace Or her Shifcha gave birth to a baby But it's not really hers, right? So Hashem had to prove that no It was really her baby To prove to them What did Hashem do to prove this to them? <laughs> Hashem dried up the milk ducts of the mammary glands of the women around. <laughs> and then they were forced to bring their children to Sarah in order to nurse. Because they, poor babies were starving. Yeah, poor babies were starving. <laughs> A baby drinking milk is considered pikoch <laughs> nefesh. And so they, have to, they, they all brought their babies to Sarah for Sarah to nurse them and Sarah nursed them and the fact that she was able to nurse them showed that she had recently given birth and that proved to them that Yitzchak was really Sarah's son. Right? Fine. Now the matter is she's going to go back about so that's the, second, that's the second wonder the wonder that Sarah was able to give birth at an advanced age of nine years old. Now the Medrash is going to bring a Pasuk which is going to allude to these first two wonders. The wonder of Ramavinu Avinu being saved from the fiery furnace and the wonder of Sarah giving birth at 90 years old. Shinama it says in the Pasuk, V'yodo kol All the trees of the field shall know Who are all the trees of the field? Eilu'uma That's referring to the nations of the world. What, what should the trees all know? <speaking in> because <Hebrew> because I am a that I am a shem. Hishpalti Kavoya, and Higbati eight shovel. I made low a high tree and I made I made high, I lifted up a low tree. What's that referring to? <speaking in> Hishpalti <Hebrew> Kavoya, I made low a high tree, Zen Nimrud. That's a reference to Nimrod, the one who decreed that Avram Avinu shall be cast into a fiery furnace. Higbati Eitz Shafel, I lifted a a, a low tree, Ze <speaking> Avram <in Hebrew> That's a reference to Avram Avinu, who acted as a big anov, so he considered himself like a low tree. Hashem lifted him up and, made him, and, and saved him when he was put into the fiery furnace. Now the next part of the apostle says, Hoyvashiti Eitz Lach, and Hifrachti Eitz Yavesh. I made dry a moist tree, and I made blossom a dried tree. So that's that referring to, says the Medrash, I made dry a moist tree, that's referring to the wives of the Goyim, that they were their, their, their mammary glands dried up, and they weren't able to, to, to nurse their children. And I made a dry tree blossom, Zay that's a reference to Sarah, our mother, who even though she was at an advanced age, she gave birth to Yitzchak. says the matter, All the people brought their children to Sarah, and Sarah was able to successfully nurse them. Shinamat says the Pasuk, the words of the Pasuk is they said, Sarah Sarah was able to be meinik banim. She nursed children. Right? Um so that's so that, that's a puzzle that's Miramis to these two wonders of the world. Now it's like this. Chazal tell us Chazal tell us that, that, that there's another way of interpreting this this, this Pasuk was in Yachal that we just brought down. Over here we, we interpreted it as referring to the story of of Ramavinu and Nimrod and then referring to the story of the women drying up and then Sarah being able to have children now the Radal has has a bit of a difficulty with that because in the order of the Pasuk it says Hashem dried up the moist tree and then he made blossom the dry tree now if dried up the moist tree is referring to these women that weren't able to nurse and then Sarah nursed their children instead of them so then, that pasuk should be before the next pasuk of Hashem b- making blossom the dry tree, which refers to Sarah giving birth to Yitzchak. Because first Sarah gave birth to Yitzchak, and then was the story where the other women, the other women dried up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. but birth to Yitzchak, and the 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 story is the feeding. The events are feeding. Sarah. First, the women had to dry up for then Sarah to have the ability to nurse them
0: all. Okay, okay, wait a second. Just because Yitzhak was born doesn't mean she no, had but, but ability. the ability. No, but... Obviously, she had the ability to nurse. No, well, well, what, what we're s- what we're assuming is when the Meshach says, I made blossom a dry tree, is to that's <speaking> talking about Sarah giving birth, birth to Yitzhak. Yitzhak. So that the problem is that, that her giving birth to Yitzhak happened before the other women getting dried up. So then, why would the first part of the pasuk refer to something that happened later, and the later part of the pasuk refer to something that happened earlier? So
2: you should say then, I made the dry tree blossom, and then the
0: and the, uh, right. The, the, the you should have said, red. I made the dry tree blossom, and then I made the the, the moist tree uh, dry. So the, so the radar wants to say like this: Chazal in other places in Bereshis Rabba and the it interprets this pasuk as going on Avimelech. I made the moist tree dry, no, it's not talking about the women that weren't able to nurse their children. It's talking about before the story of the birth of of, of Yitzchak, right before that, it talks about Sora man being abducted by Avimelech, And in that story, it says in the postage, HaShem closed all the um all the what's the word I'm looking for
2: rooms or Rechem, all the
0: orifices of the people in the house of Avimelech. they weren't able to uh let's say eat they weren't able to seize they weren't able to uh, they picked their ears, they couldn't go to the bathroom, they couldn't give birth, right? All, all their orifices of their bodies closed up, right? And so that's what it means. I made dry, the moist tree is referring to, to Avi Melech and his, and his family. And then I made blossom, the dry tree is referring to the story that happened right after that, which is the birth of Yitzchak. That's, that's what alternate midrashim, how they interpret it. So the Radal, based on the question that he's asking over here, he's saying like, like the other way of interpreting it makes more sense than over here. So the answer is, I know you, you, you I, I know what you're bothered by I think you're really bothered by the answer. That. You, you the, the, the answer, yeah, the, what the Radal answers is that when Aramajir says over here that I made blossom a dry tree, it's talking about Sari Imenu. It's not talking about Sari Imenu giving birth to Yitzhak, but it's talking about Sari Menu being able to nurse. All the other children and That's the raya That she did Right and Therefore
2: right. The, the, in, Within a raya You need first a problem yeah. And then a solution Yeah Obviously she could nurse before But there was no There was no raya
0: And the Russian of the Gemara when, when the When the Gemara Talks about this story So the Gemara says That all the people They brought their children To Sarah to, to, to nurse It says that Her, her dadim her, her breasts Opened up Like two great uh, Springs and the milk was just like flowing out like that. It's like, that's what, it, that's what it's talking about. I made blossom a dry tree. It's not talking about her giving birth to Yitzhak. It's talking about you know, these, these springs coming out of her, of milk, and, everyone, and all the children were able to nurse from her. Well, that's what the Redal wants to say. So now, now it makes sense. Now it's in order. Okay. Uh, Chazal tells us that... I mean, it's a Rashi. Rashi and Pashus told us that when Yitzhak was born... So the late Sunny Ador, the, the Jokers, the Jay Lennos and the David Lettermans of the generation, Johnny Carson, of the of the generation, they 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 made a joke and they said that you know really avramovino is not the father. Really, it's Avimelech who's the father, because right before she was abduct, right before you know before she gave birth to Yisroel, she was abducted by Avimelech. So they made a joke. You know, really Avimelech is the father, not not Avinu. Well, obviously it's a joke because like. Why not? Avinu just gave birth 14 years earlier. It's not like Avinu can't have any children. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a joke. It doesn't have to make sense. Well, hmm. but what were you going to say? Also,
2: the, the, the pasik. I don't, I don't like the question because the pasik, the order of the pasik is. Vyadu Kolatse Asadet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he did something negative yeah he he uh, he
0: the shuffle eight
2: shuffle so first you know with the negative you knock something down and then you make something you write something up right So the pos is going in the same order in, in this is vashti s uh eight he you're
0: right no you're right the pos so is, is because that. of a parallelism in the pos yeah, you're so so right fine fine but if i have I two, I two ways no, but if I have two ways of interpreting the Pasuk, and in one way it makes sense sort of in a chronological way, and then in the other way you're sort of flipping it. I don't
2: think Hazal has to fit with the chronology of the Pasuk. Okay, but let's say, you, of... let's
0: say you had two different ways of interpreting it. You have our way of doing it and, met, and the bracious Rabbah's way of interpreting it. So wouldn't you say that because the Bracious Rabbah's way of interpreting it fits more into the chronology, it's a little bit more Meduic in the Pasuk?
2: Which one is the British Rabbah? Is- the one that...
0: The, the, the one that it's talking about of instead of talking that's about... The Dal, that's what the Dal brought. What the Dahl brought,
2: yeah. That's... I would not say... I don't know. I would... I would. I don't know these the, things. And the, Chazal is very deep. But I would... Somehow, kind of... They're two different drushes, and it's not an argument in chronology. And the problem is not the chronology.
0: But I'm saying... If, it, fine, you're right. There are two different drushes, but if, if, you were, if you were faced with a choice, wouldn't you favor the one that sort of makes a little bit more sense chronologically? No, you wouldn't? necessarily. no. Okay. So the Radal does the, favor it. Whenever the, in, the Inyanim are... Yeah. I hear it, I hear are, No, come me. Because the Inyanir
2: of Sarah being... Lach is, is, it's not, not you know, the whole.
0: Inside. The, the, the Radal's question is not a hundred percent muqach. You're right. You could say that. Okay, that's just the way that Chazal are darshining. It doesn't have to be that it that it fits in chronologically. You're right. Well, the point is like this: so Chazal tell us that the late would say that the really Avimelech was the father of Yitzchok. So Gemara says, and Rashi also brings us a chumash that Kurish Hashem do? He was cluster pun of Yitzchak that he should look like Avraham the Cluster pun of the facial, the facial glow of Yitzchak resembled Avram Avinu. So, like if you looked at the little baby Yitzchak, you saw Avram Avinu's face there, and it was it was apparent to everybody that really Yitzhak, Avram Avinu is the father, not of him us Gemara says. Now the Gemara says that they were faced with a bit of a problem because when Yitzchak grew up. He looked exactly like a Rav You couldn't tell the two apart. If someone wanted to talk to a he ended up talking to his son. He wanted to talk to his son. He ended up talking to the father, right? It's like talking to
2: his brother. (laughs) (laughs) Like what? What'd you say? It's called an inside joke.
0: Yeah, he was talking about his brother-in-law's brother, whatever. Oh,
2: the twins. One's religious and one's not. So people that look at the non religious one, know the religious one. That's like w- why well
0: it's are you not wearing your religious clothes? It's like it, it's like you know they don't realize what It's like Rabbi Re- 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 uh, Emmanuel Feldman, Shlita, who's a rabbi in Atlanta, Georgia, for many years. Yeah. So he so he writes in his book. Atlanta, like Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. So he writes in his book that uh, you know when when he was like sort of retiring and mo- moving towards the Israel, so his son was taking over for him. So there was, a, there, was a, there was a time when like, he and his son were sort of serving alongside each other as, as the rabbi of the shul. So somebody once called the shul and, and, and asked him, you know, can I speak to Rabbi Feldman? So the secretary says, the father or the son? To which Rabbi Feldman, of course, answers, no, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I knew they were coming. Yeah. But the, the, the point is that the Gemara says that when someone wanted to speak to Avram he ended up speaking to Yitzchak if someone wanted to speak to Yitzchak he ended up speaking to Avram so you know, what, what, what's, how, what are they going to do? We'll have to explain exactly like what's the problem okay Avram and Yitzchak you know they had somewhat different different approaches to the Hashem but at the end of the day they're probably going to be saying the same things anyway so like who cares but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that point in a moment this has to do with our third wonder. What's the third wonder? The third wonder is like this. It's from the days that the heavens and the earth were created, Hashem had not thrown old, oldness, Seva, let's call it oldness, in people. This expression of throwing oldness, or throwing, I'm not, oldness is not such an eloquent word. I need a better word. I don't know. Well, let's call it oldness for now. Hashem didn't throw oldness into into people from the time that the world was created. Until Avram Avinu came along, and in him Hashem threw oldness. The expression of throwing oldness, the Radal says, is based on a lashon of a pasuk of Seva Zarka Bay Haseya And That's why it's it's, it's it's like a funny usage, but like it's it's coming based on it's like a sort of play on words from a pasuk. That's why I say it like that. So the Guman says that what did Avram Avinu do? Because people couldn't tell the difference between Avram and Yitzhak. So he dive into Hashem, that Hashem should make it that he'll get old, he'll get visibly old, and then people will realize who's Avram and who's Yitzhak, and then there's no problem anymore. Right? The Marsha in Misachas B'Amitzia Peizain over there explains that what we, when we we say oldness, what we're talking about in specific is the whitening of your hair. Right. So both Avram and Yitzchak had you know nice black beards, and what Avram wanted was that, that he should look older than Yitzchak So Hashem made his beard turn white, and that was a sign that he's the older one.
2: Didn't happen when he was
0: hundred. No, that's what they're saying. Until that point, no one got old in this sense. No one became, let's say, visibly old. And now Avram Avinu is the first one. Vitabu and everyone found it wondrous. They never saw such a thing from the time that the world was created. How do we know that oldness was thrown into Boba Avinu? Avram was very old. Vashem Right, that's the end of the pasuk. So that, that that's oldness, and the, the marshals pshat that when we talk about oldness, we're talking about the whitening of hair. You could sort of see that in the next line of the medrash. Rabbi Levitas Ish Yavna Omer. Rabbi Levitas from Yavna says, al like a crown, which is the glory of the head of a king." So is oldness, which the Marsha explains is whitening of the hair, is the glory and the honor for elders. The, the glory of, of young men is, koham, is their physical strength. And the glory of older gentlemen is is their seva, which, as the Marsha explains, is talking about the whitening of their hair. So they look more honorable, they look more venerable because they have a white beard, they have white hair, so that's sort of like, a, like the major says, it's like a crown of a king, so the white hair is a crown of the king, so like that, 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 that's sort of like a, a similar idea. Why was it so pertinent, I'll go back to that question, why was it so pertinent that we be able to distinguish between Avram and Yitzchak? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Right? The the Gemara says that whoever wanted to speak to Avram would end up speaking to like whoever wanted to speak to Yeslah we end up speaking to Avram. So what? So what's what's what, wh- wh- so who cares? What's the wh- wh- what's the bayah over here? So the safer Josh Maranach from Rabbeinu Eliyahu ibn Chaim. The Sefer is also known as and Imre Shefer. In Parshish Shmini, he says a Pshat like this. He says a Pshat that Avraham Avinu wanted to do it to help people out because let's say it like this he doesn't mention this point but I think this illustrates the idea better when Shlomo Melech died so his son Rehavam was supposed to take over as the king of Yehuda and Rehavam didn't know exactly how to approach the politics should he make harsher taxes should he lessen the taxes he didn't know exactly what he should do so he asked different people for advice he asked his young advisors and he asked his elderly advisors. And his young advisor said, Be harsh on them, add more taxes, etc. And the, the older advisor said, No, be more lenient with them. No new taxes. Right? Famous words. No, don't add new taxes. Right? Be, 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 more, be more lenient with them. And Rehavam listened to the advice of the younger people. The younger schnooks, instead of listening to the advice of the elders, and that was, his, that was his downfall. That he listened to the younger, the advice of the younger people instead of the advice of the older Something
1: people. So think was like looking for the last He himself wanted to go there. It could be. Because it says he asked the king, and then right away he asked the elder. Okay, you didn't tell me what I wanted to hear, so he asked the, the uh, elders. Th- that could him, be. They told him, Ah, oh, th- thank you, I'll But to what,
0: you. what you see from that episode is that if you want to ask advice, so it's better to follow the advice of somebody who's older and wiser, has more life experience, etc. Right? So now, if somebody wants to come and ask a advice, this is what sort of the, what, this is what the Maran, Maranach says. <laughs> Someone wants to come and ask of Avinu advice. Right? So maybe it's Yitzchak. Maybe the, the guy who's giving you advice, he doesn't have so much life experience 100, right? He's a hundred years young like was a hundred years younger than Avraham Right? So maybe he doesn't have so, so, so why should I listen to him? So Avraham Avinu wanted this oldness As a mark of distinction to show that No, I'm the older one I'm the the wiser one The one who has more life experience You should listen to my advice Because the advice I'm giving to you is better advice That's what the Maranach says Avraham Avinu wanted so that, so that people would know That they should take his advice more seriously that that's why he, he wanted to make the distinction between Avram and and Yitzchok.
2: It's funny that there is like a Gemara. Yeah. Rachos, Rabbi Yeshua became the uh, prince, uh, the Rosh Yeshiyah. Blase ben Azaria. and, then, Bilosebin Azariah, Bilosebin Azariah, Bilosebin and then, then he grew then uh, night, eighteen
0: rows of he white he hair.
2: Have, no one would have believed him. That be.
0: Uh, Th- then why should good. we listen to this young guy? Young guys, but so then he got his white hairs, and then and then people listened to him. Yeah. Makes sense. Like that's the way of the
2: world, is that you list someone who looks older.
0: But uh, Makes sense. So baba
1: has got to have a long white beard, otherwise his couple of ideas aren't going to Yeah, go. you
0: put a little bit of talcum powder in your beard and it looks white. Some of that's what you do, no? Yeah. <laughs> so age does not exist until... No, age a- age oh, exists... A- wait, wait what's, what does age mean? Not age, uh, aging. Aging, let's say, aging. yeah, visible, visible, aging. visible signs of aging didn't really exist, exist until Ramavino came I about. I
2: asking the question, why Adam, Eve, <laughs> and everybody didn't say, and at an old age, right. and they died yeah. in an old age. Well, first, it says that by Avinu, so right. the answer
0: is... Right, and this is, uh, this is a wondrous thing, because it was the first time it happened, but then afterwards, you know, that became the standard in the world. That's just, that's the way of the world nowadays.
2: Although, Ted, you said, when you're rich, they think you really know.
0: Tevye from from The Fiddler on the Roof?
2: Yes. Yes. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no. It means that for 2,000 years, the world did not have any elderly people. No old geezers. Eh? Right. For 2,000 years. Th- wow, th- Noah built an ark at
2: 500. <laughs> and that's
1: <he> could <laughs> uh, that old to
2: build that. He wasn't in a Well, car. it took him how long? 120, 120 years. 20, 20, 20. But That was... R- r- Rachemin for the others.
0: Yeah. We have Tzvig Gartner, who is a, a dying in Ramot, and the editor of... Uh, Periodical called Kevitz Tfunus. So he writes in Kevitz Tfunus a slightly different idea. It says that Avram Avinu was the first person to have a will. Uh, that's us an, eth- an ethical will for his descendants to follow. Avram Avinu wanted Hashem. Hashem said, "Why? Why am I choosing you, Avram Avinu, over everyone else in the world?" So the man of is 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 I'm, I'm choosing you because you're the one who's going to command his children and his descendants after him to follow, to follow in the path of Hashem. Right. So Ramavina was the first person to try to tell his descendants leave an ethical will and tell them this is what you're supposed to follow. Right. Now the problem is that if everyone looks the same and. You know, there's no difference between generations I happen to be your father but we look exactly the same and there's no there's no obvious outward physical signs of like me being older than you or wiser than you or more experienced like so why should you listen to me at all so in the, in previous gen in previous times it could be that people didn't listen to their fathers why should they listen to their father you know, just because he happens to be biologically be my father but that doesn't mean that I should listen to Baal. So Avram Avinu made it a that Hashem should make a difference between Avram and Yitzchak, so that he would be able to to tell his children what to do. That you should listen to me because I'm I'm holding older I'm older than you and I'm wiser than you, more life experience, and it's obvious it's outwardly obvious because I have white hair. That's his chat. Interesting chat. Okay, so that was the the third wonder of the world, Um, old old age oldness. Or physical physical outward signs of all this now I get to the fourth one the fourth wonder from the time that Hashem created the heavens and the earth no man interesting In one second I just realized something. Let's go back for, for, for a minute. I, I wanted to propose a shot in the Marzu a few minutes ago that when we were going back to the, to the second one, right? we said that a woman can't give birth less... Uh, the the women who didn't give birth older than 90 years old. Right? And he said, ah, we, we find people, say for Yosher, that, that Noach's wife was 500 years old or whatever. So he says, no, we're only talking about after the Mabul. So we ask the question, what do you mean? The, the Lashon of medish was, miyam right? So if you look at all the seven um, wonders that we're talking about in this parak, the Lashon that it uses by each one is, miyam shnivru shomaim v'aretz, from the day that the heavens and the earth were created. Now with dafka when it's talking about the second one, it doesn't say Shaman It just says Shinivra And I wanted to say that maybe what it means is the world after the mabul, like when Hashem remade, remade the world, remade society or whatever. So it's referring to dafka, the, the new olam, the new world of after the mabul. And now I'm now thinking that, that it, it could be that it's 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 like that in the words because here it says and by all the other ones, it doesn't say It says ha'shamayim is like really like bracious. could be is talking about the creation of after the mumble. Food for thought. Okay, my first review. Let's go back. My first review. The fourth. The fourth wonder. What's the fourth wonder? From the day that Hashem created the heavens and the earth, man did not get sick before he died. Person would suddenly die instead of getting sick before he died. Rather, if a person to be walking on the street or going in the marketplace, he would spontaneously sneeze and his neshama would go out through his nose. Right? The Radal says that when Hashem created Adam Rishin, Hashem blew into his nose a ruach. A Spirit of a living neshama, so when he came in, a person came alive through his coming into his nose. So he would automatically. So when when people would die, it used to be that they would just sneeze and the nishama would just come out of their nose. Whatever exactly that means, because neshama, as far as we know, is not a physical. It's not a physical uh, reality. It's more of a, it's a spiritual thing. What what's a in the- So Maybe
1: that was like the button that set off the chain reaction.
0: I mean, this goes to what we were discussing before the Shia about brain death Because neshama is related to the word neshima, which is breathing So it could be that that's what it means uh, not, It's not clear exactly what neshama means If you want to try to translate it into the physical world But al Kapanim, that's how it used to be People would just like spontaneously die Without, by without warning, by sneezing yeah.
2: That's maybe where the... Benzer where Hashem the will speak says, about that yeah. God bless you Yes
0: at Shabbat Yaakov Until Yaakov Inu came along In this week's where We had this morning And he requested from Hashem Mercy about this mm-hmm. Yaakov Inu said in front of him Master of the universes Please do not take my soul from within me until I can command my children and the people of my household and, you know, give them, give, you know, give them the, the give them their, their, their adults, give brachas to whoever deserves brachas, give teichacha, rebuke, to whoever deserves rebuke. That's what I want to do before I die. So don't make me die suddenly. I want to be able to die, have a deathbed, and be able to give my last will and testament to my, to my children, my descendants, I, I I don't want it to be spontaneous. Right? That's that was what this week's parsha was all about. But and Hashem listened to him. it says in the Pasuk. had It's a b it, at least in my in my gears it's a mistake. It says Does it say Akharbayu? Bahi Akhar had the It says Akharbayu. Actually, I'm not looking inside. Oh. In, in, in here it says Acharei. I didn't have a chance to look it up in the manuscripts, but the pasuk says Acharei hadverim ha'elah. Here it says Akhre. Yeah, it's a mistake. It's supposed to say Vayi Acharei had ha'elah. That's now the pasuk is the lash of the pasuk is Acharei hadverim ha'elah, not Vayi Acharei hadverim It's a mistake. I have to look in the manuscripts and see if if it, if it also says Acharei Acharei. Same with yeah, Toi, it says Acharei. Yeah, in with it says Akhare, That's what I'm it's saying. Like, you can't argue with the. We read there. it this morning, right? You can't argue with the same with Toi that's also true. With the Raman, whatever. Uh, it, uh, I, I, maybe there's a, maybe the difference it, of a yud. Yeah, it's a difference of a yud. Uh, maybe uh, there was a different manu- uh, uh, variant, I don't know. But as far as we know, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. It's like the point is <laughs> Behold, your father is sick. And then he gathered all his descendants and he gave them brachas and techacha as needed. Right? And all the kings of the of the of the of the land heard about this, the and they found it wondrous. Because there was nothing like this from the day that the heavens or the earth was created. That a person would get sick before he dies. It used to be that people would spontaneously die. Now the Radal sort of has an issue over here. Of did, did Yaakov, you know, ask it only for himself that he should get sick before he dies, or did he request? That everyone should have to go through such an ordeal. That, it's, it's it's not, from our source, it sounds like it was like a private thing that Yaakovin wanted for himself. I mean, back in the story of Avram and Yitzchok was also sort of the same idea. It sounded like Avram was doing it just to differentiate between himself and Yitzchok. He didn't care that everyone who gets old should become white. Or over here, why did Yaakovin care that everyone should be able to do it? But it seems that 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 was the reality that it happened from the time of Yaakov and onwards people would get sick before they died in general fine says the Medrash and this is getting into what you wanted to say therefore a person is obligated to say when he sneezes to life not to life life The the movie says Because this death right, Sneezing used to be a sign of of impending death It switched and became a light His sneezes bring about light So sneezes now instead of bringing about death It brings about light The Gemara in Bracha says That uh, sneezing is a good sign from Shemayim If you sneeze it's a good sign and the Apostle, in, in, in we spoke about him in Paraglamim Gimel the story of the Ben Ashunames that Elisha was uh, re- resurrected the kid who died and it says to the Apostle, that he sne- when when Elisha re- resurrected him it says he sneezed seven times and then he came back to life so sneezing at that point is now it's a sign of coming to life instead of dying right now the, the truth is I didn't have a chance to really look this up but. Scientifically, you have to know what causes sneezing and whatever. So it could be there's multiple types of sneezing, right? There's Actually, I wrote a poem about this in high school that when you experience um, a rapid change in temperature, so -hmm. that brings about sneezing, right? If you're in a cold place and you go outside, so you'll sneeze. So I wrote a whole... It was really like a joke that, like, I was trying to make fun of how, like, poetry, like, makes a whole big deal out of, like, stupid things. So I wrote a whole poem about a guy who walked outside and started sneezing. In English or in Hebrew? In English, yeah. If I if I, fa- I only remembered about it on Shabbos when I was thinking about this. If I find it, I, I'll, maybe I'll email you a copy. <laughs> but, um... I, there's, there's a story they say about my 10th grade Rebbe Robert, David Grumman from L.A., that there was, there was once a guy in his class... A student in class And the kid started sneezing He, he sneezed like eight times in a row yeah. And then the Rebbe looks up Like who's this guy creating a disturbance in my class He looks up He sees there was a certain guy in the class And he just started bursting out laughing yeah. okay. The Rebbe So what, what what happened over here What happened was That this Rebbe He learned in yeshiva with this guy with this With this kid's father and this kid's father, when he would sneeze, he would all as a kid in, in class, he would also sneeze eight times in a row. And that was happening again <laughs> in the next generation. So there's also some sort of genetic dispensation towards sneezing or towards multiple sneezes. That you know, I don't know if that's connected to what we're talking about over here, like stom sneezing. Uh, Rashi says, Rashi and Mitzachas, Brakha, the Gemara Baruchas says that in the house of Roman Gamliel, they in the yeshiva room Gamil they didn't say asusa in the basement. Asusa means uh, is a lotion of health, right? Uh, uh, roughly translated into German or Yiddish as Gesundheit. It's gazunt or whatever. Right? The Gemara says that they didn't say that in the house of R- in the yeshiva room Gamil. Rashi says that the, the bracha nun gil. Rashi says regilim hayu loymar asusa when a person was sneeze. They used to say asusa regilim hayu, right? Rabbi Veegar over there on Gileon Ashas on that Rashi he points out to, he points you to Ar-Medrish and he quotes some of the the expression used in our medrish uh, somebody that uh, a sefer that I saw wants to say that there's a mechlekes over here between Rashi and Rabbi Rashi says people used to say it Our Midrash uses a stronger expression it says "lefichach chayov odom Loimar, ba'atishosoy chayim a person is obligated. So he wants to say that our holds and Rabbi holds that you're obligated to say something when you sneeze. And and Rashi says, no, it's just people used to do it. It was like a mimic, but it's not an obligation. It's a, it, an Interesting.
2: In our, here, in our, I think says about at Tso. So, yeah. It's referring to himself.
0: So that's another issue. It, it seems like from our Medrash, it's talking about the guy who sneezes should he say about himself, Chaim. Yeah, that that's what it seems. And yeah, the 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 Yakut also is so, sort of is probably much like that because the Yakut Shimoni when it brings down our midrash in Yalkut Shimoni in Remez, I don't know what Remez. Uh, I didn't write it down. Remez Ein Zion, Gracious Remez Ayin Zion. It says, a lot over there is, A person is obligated in his sneezes to thank Hashem that he was switched from death to life. And it brings the same pasuk in, in Eov. So like this. The place can bring down the Moggain of Ram the the, the bear Sheva in, in the Sakel Sanhedrin sort of brings this down as well the again of Rome brings down that the, the Minnach is that when a person sneezes so his friend says Asusa which means health and then the guy who sneezed answers back to the friend Boruch tia, like oh thank you for your blessing and you should also be blessed and then he says another post like which we also read this morning in the bracha of Don that Yaakovina said to Don Lishwas kivisi Hashem which is also related to, you know, Yaakovin was on his deathbed about to die and he said, I'm waiting for your salvation, O Hashem. So it, it's also somewhat related to this thing. That the mugin of rum and Simun Reish Lametz have gotten involved and also the mugin of rum on that Yalkut Shemini in his peer Shizai Ranan, He also says this. The, the Radal brings a Yushami that says that, that you're supposed to say Zit which is a Greek word for life. And there's another Gersa that says, not, you don't say Chaim, you're supposed to say Chaim Toivim. There's another Gersa I, I, I saw somewhere, I think it, it said, uh, not Asusa, but Asa, which is a similar thing. My mother says Asa when somebody sneezes. Why?
2: Where did she get it from? I don't know. I never asked her. Moment,
0: it's Aramaic. Asusa is Aramaic. No, but the Shoresh The, the shurish is, the is Aramaic. Aramaic, yeah.
2: Asusa is one word, but...
0: And then yeah, in, even
2: asu is also health and, and, and even and, uh,
0: even by the goyim, there's like I guess like a, it's a superstitious thing that like when somebody sneezes, you say you say uh, bless you. It's considered polite. I think I don't know. If people still do it nowadays so much. it uh, any of this? Any of this? People also saying bless you. Yeah, saying bless you Guzante. and and yeah. saying asu and Guzante. Guzante. people People, really, I think there's people that are into it and people that aren't into it. The I think bless. that's. I, I personally, I don't really, I, don't, I mean, maybe I should, I don't know. It's not something I just ever I was ever really into. La- Sometimes I make a joke. When I sneeze, I turn to the guy next to me and I say, hey, bless me. <laughs>
2: <But> <laughs> in Hebrew, in Hebrew they say, say la-briot. Survive, labriot. Labriot is as
0: is, 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 is in Aramaic, translated mm-hmm. into Hebrew. Actually, it's also with the addition of Alamed. Right? I yeah.
2: not because the sneeze, I guess, should be... So that's, yeah, right. That's so that's
0: the fourth, that's the fourth uh, wonder. The fourth wonder is that from Yaakov and Simon onwards, people didn't die through sneezing, they would die through getting sick first, and then, and then, and then have a deathbed, and then you know, have a more prolonged death so that they could teach their descendants and their followers what they should do next let's do the last one for tonight Moifes Hamishi the fifth wonder from the day that the heavens and the earth were created the, wa- the waters of the sea had never switched or turned into dry land until the Jews had exited Egypt and they passed through the sea which we spoke about earlier in Parag Membez this is Nunbez that was Membes. Kamalke ha'aretz, or Vishamu I Rabbim, all the kings of the land, or all the nation, or many nations heard about this. and they were in. Ang- Rogzu means angry, but also I think it means like they were scared. I'm not sure how angry and scared in certain ways are related but they were angry or scared, <speaking in Hebrew> because such a thing had never happened from the time that the world was created, says <speaking in Hebrew> right? that's in Az that the nations of the world heard about it and they were scared or angry, right? so that's the fifth wonder of the world was Kriyas Yamsuf, now the Marzu is bothered by why Kriyas Yamsuf, more than all the other Nisim that happened for B'nai Yisrael in the Exodus, Right, there was also the 10 plagues. So why don't we c- c- count the 10 plagues as wonders of the world? So he says, maybe you could say that when we're talking about Kriya Samsuf, it doesn't, a dafka, it doesn't only specifically mean Kriya Samsuf, but it means that whole episode of all the things that happened in, you know, all, all, all the different miracles that Hashem did the plagues, the turning the snake into, the, the stick into a snake, the, the, you know, the hand that the became tzeras, all these different wonders. You could say that, that the Medrash just means it in a general way. It happens to be speaking out about Kriya Samsov, even though it doesn't necessarily only mean Kriya Samsov exclusively. But it, it might not match like that in the lashon of the Medrash, because it says le'nafchumeya yamleya pasha, doesn't focus on any of the other supernatural things that happened by the by the Yitzhi Yitzhi So he says that what you, which, what you could say is that there's a meditation that says that when the waters of the Red Sea split when the Jews were crossing, all the waters in the world had also split. If you had a cup of water and, and you were drinking your water, you would all, the, and at the moment of Kriya Samso, you would all of a sudden see that your water, like all, everything on this side of the cup went like this and everything on that side of the oh, cup went like that, that and there was a space in between. So the whole world knew about Kriya Samso because of that. So that is more considered a wonder of the world than all the other things happening. It's time, so. the manager specifically spoke about that instead of everything else as well. Okay. Square. Square. Uh, six and seven. Six and seven. We're gonna do it next week. No, but you know, don't leave. Us I'll, I'll keep, keep you in suspense.